The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to the latest episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton. We come at you every other week in the offseason, every week during the regular season to bring you the latest and greatest Buffalo Bills talk. I am here in the air chair. Sitting across from me is the Big Newt himself. Big Newt, what do you say? What up, though? Good to be back on, man. I wasn't expecting us to have another pod before the... uh NFL draft. I thought you were going out of the states. You yeah. your plans? Uh yeah, I'm I'm leaving on Tuesday, headed for headed for South America, going to Chile, Argentina, and Uruguay. Mm, nice. Sounds uh, fun. Globe trotting over here. I know, man. Getting them stamps and them passports. That's how you get down. <laughs> I like yeah. the stamps and the passport. In fact, I I can say that when we were buying our house here in DC, my wife said okay we can do this but this can never get in the way of traveling internationally and i said all right hey all right i think we can make that work (laughs) and here we are well we're not going to confuse you with the passport bros and for those of you listeners don't know what that is you can go ahead and google it this man is happily married to a lovely wife who's a great person so yeah we don't want to get that confused what's a passport bro well i'll let y'all look it up Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just saying that passport bros is like guys, Americans who find it's more fun to leave the country with their bros and have a good time because oh. a dollar stretches further in third world countries than it does in the United States. So, oh, I got you it. know me, man. I keep it PG. So just, you know, look it up if you're interested. But yeah, I I, I think I'm picking up, picking up what you're, okay, what you're putting good. down here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Use so, context, context clues, man. Come on now. Right. <laughs> so this episode, we're going to do something that I have to admit is not an original idea. I got this idea from John Boccasino, and we did this on the Believe podcast, and the episode is going to be unveiled closer to the draft, being next Sunday, or this upcoming Sunday. But I thought it would be very interesting to do it with my man, Big Newt, in putting ourselves live on draft simulators while we podcast here to sort of figure out, you know, what is the thought process behind making the picks that we're going to make? Who's on the board? Who's off the board? What positions are we really trying to focus on? And in the end, I want you, the listeners, 
to explain which of us had the better draft and would make the better GM. So basically, listeners, what he's doing is he's uh, test driving with me to see the real thing when he comes out with uh, Bacchino, the real <laughs> his real job. You know, this is just his little you know side chick, side piece thing. So yeah, he, he's trying it out on me first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's another way of looking at it, which is um, you know if we did it together second, that would make you the sloppy second. I know, I'm the side chick. Yeah, you know. damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the joke about Chick Fil A? No. Yeah, on Sunday, is, let's get a uh, van and park it in the parking lot next to Chick Fil A and call it Side Chick. Oh yes, that is on a Sunday. good idea. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad I was able to plug that in. Find a way to plug that in. So yeah, I'm the Side Chick on in this situation. But I'm excited, man. I'm glad to be back on before. Uh, before the draft, because that, that would have been too long if you were on this one. So I'm glad we're here, man. It's fun. And Let's we do, do we do love us some draft, don't we? We do, don't we? Even though I know you don't watch a whole lot of college football, you're still well versed in what's going on this time of the year. And then me, I told you, I told the listeners two weeks ago, I'll reiterate it again. I've kind of soured on it because I feel like I get my hopes up. Oh, this we can do this, we can do this. And then Brandon Bean just goes in another direction. So <laughs> But I'm not talking crap about him because he got Josh Allen right. So I guess that's the most important thing. Well, I mean, he got Josh Allen right. And also the team went 13-3 and three this past year. Yeah. Uh, so this can. is clearly a good team. Yes. And we're filling in holes. We'll talk about the depth chart, too, because it was a couple, us going bi-weekly now. Is, you know, now you see a couple of things happening. So our, our roster is starting to, you know, shape up. It is. It's it's filling out and the depth pieces are coming in and yeah. it's very much in the way Brandon Bean likes going about business. He yeah. does business around the edges, but still brings in good players. He do. So I can't knock him too bad. Competition it, is what we we'll call just, it. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, I, it's so hard. And we talk about this all the time and I don't keep beating the dead horse, but it's just so hard when you hear Kuyper and uh, McShay go at it for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I love what, because it's so funny. They got such a weird relationship. It's like, it's like uh, Mel Kuyper's like, dude, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive, but they brought <laughs> in little hot, new, you know, young guy to kind of, you know, try to, you know, reach the young audience, and Mel Kuyper just looked at him like, man, you're, you're like, stupid, and he, like, degrades them. It's just, it's, it's so weird. It's weird, but funny. It is. And the other thing is the draft prognosticators are never, ever right. No. Never. No. <laughs> and I tell this story every time this year. I don't think I've told it yet. Once again, my boy Joe Johnson, Mel Kuyper, said that he was going to be a second-round pick. And so they were talking about it, talking about it, and Joe told me, he's like, dude, I'm going to be first. I'm like, dude, are you sure? He was like, man, anybody at your school wanted to bet you, if I don't be a first-round pick, I'll cover the best. I said, say less. And he wound up being the number 13 overall pick. Yeah. Did you make some money? Yes. Good. I like to say less. I have no no risk. I'm like, are you <laughs> sure about this? He was like, yes, dude, I'm going to be a first-round pick. And then he wound up being number 13 overall pick. Well, he knew things. Yes. No, so he's privy to information that us commoners aren't. So, right. And right. it worked out for him. Two Pro Bowls later and great NFL career, so. So as we uh, as, as we arrive at our draft simulation right here on the podcast, uh, a couple of ground rules. Number one, we're only doing three rounds. Uh, trades are available for us to do, but what we're looking for, I would say, Newt, is only get 
picks from this year's draft. If if somebody's offering you like their entire twenty twenty four draft, like that that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to be picks this year, um, unless it's like maybe just one. So, what do you think? Should we dive into this? Well, I, I'm not doing it because I'm trading my picks for D Hop. So oh, I'm done. Just, I'm oh. Done. Get the hell out of here. I'm doing I'm done. <laughs> first, second, third, first, second, third for D Hop. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh yeah, good trade. Man, you're fired. I mean, not a single you, owner would keep you in the league after that trade. Well, well, uh, once again, we're gonna get to the simulation, but real quick, you know, before I forget, you know, I'm I'm an old man, I'll forget things. Um, the rumor is that Arizona wants a uh Christian McCaffrey type deal. Yeah. For for D Hop. And so they're asking because they're about like, oh, maybe a second round pick could do it, but they're asking for a second round pick plus. So uh NFL executives are saying the second, third, fourth, that's that's too rich for D Hop. Absolutely. He's in his thirties. He has a huge contract. What else do you need? Right. And, and did you see him on uh, on TikTok or something like that? Yes, Somebody's like, give us the body language right. when I bring up teams you might want to play with. And what he brought up the the Patriots and dudes like yeah, kind of looking like, away. Yeah, he had a poo poo face. Brought up the Bills, dude he'd lights like, up. He'd be like, hmm. Brought up the Jets, dude's like, he's like poo poo face. Yeah. Brought up the Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh, <laughs> oh, so yeah, so everybody like, yeah, he want to go Bills Chiefs. I mean, who, what, who out there as a receiver wouldn't want to play with the best QBs in the NFL, right? Right, I totally agree. I mean, it, it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. I, so, so I can't trade the first, second, third, four. That's what you, you're telling. Uh, no, because you, you, uh, the, the other ground rule has got to be we can't uh, make any moves that would get us fired. So, well, how, how about second, second, third? Can I do that? You could. Okay. Would you be okay with if we did that in real life? In second, real life, no. no not a chance. No. No, I wouldn't give anything higher than a third rounder for him. And if it was a third rounder, that's all it would be. Wouldn't be additional picks. Okay. So you're, they're crazy for saying Christian McCaffrey deal. Oh, my God, yes. They're never going to get it. But you know what? That's, that's how negotiations go. Right. You 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 set the anchor in one spot and then hope that they come find you. Right. You overshoot. Always. They try to outkick the coverage. Yes. Like I did with my wife. Like she thought she, was mar- she thought she was marrying a doctor and wound up getting me. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you pull the wool over her eyes like that? I know. I got to get the gab, man. I tell her every day, man. I tricked you. No, I'm, just <laughs> oh, I'm just joking. All right. So no no D hop picks. All right, so let's see how this works out. Okay, so you want to wind it up and get started? Let All me right. know who's on the board when uh, number twenty seven comes around. All right, I'll start. Let's press enter draft. Start draft. Oh, look at those picks going. We're simulating. All right. So do you want me? Well, let me tell you who's available at this point. Broderick Jones, the uh, tackle from Georgia. Michael Mayer, my guy from Notre Dame, is on the board. Zay Flowers, not to be confused with Zay Jones. I know you don't want another receiver named Zay. (laughs) Jordan Addison is on the board. Emmanuel Forbes, 
Maisie Smith from Michigan. All right. And then Osiris Torrance, the guard for Florida. I There's like some good players guys. out there, man. There's some good players. I love – you know I love Michael Mayer. I know you do. They're saying that Zay Flowers is having good workouts and he's moving up the draft board. Mm-hmm. Have you been hearing those rumblings? I have. Okay, so does that make you feel well, – I'll let you do yours. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going with Jordan Addison. Yeah? Tell me why. I've seen him play a few times. Being a Notre Dame, uh, being a Notre Dame fan, obviously I've seen this guy play. Um, his uh, grade on pro football focuses at 81. Um, I like him. I think we need to go receiver at this point. And Zay Flowers, him working out good makes me – because in this situation, I would love to go Michael Mayer, but I know we're not going to draft a first-round pick with a second tight end, right? Mm-hmm. unless we're going to run up more offense like the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I would love to take him, right? But I know we're not. We need a receiver. So this is filling the need. And if it's between him and Zay Flowers, I'm going to go with the guy I feel like has more body of work. And that's uh, Addison. So I'm going to go him there. All right. I, I, I like the pick. So uh, let me tell you what's going on in, in my draft on this end. I really feel like the defensive end position is one where the bills are lacking at this point. And I would not be opposed to another high draft pick being spent on that. It kind of goes back to the conversation uh, about sunk costs. And I know they've spent a lot of draft capital on it, but they haven't gotten it right. So I'm, I'm all geared up to draft an edge rusher, but Isaiah Foskey is gone. Lucas Van Ness is gone. Nolan Smith has been selected. And also, uh, Jordan Addison is off the board on my side. Oh. So, so it's like, oh, gosh, what do you do? Dalton Kincaid, he's off the board. Now, the player pool on my end is looking interesting. Okay. Because Quentin Johnson is there, Michael Mayer, Darnell Wright, uh, Jalen Hyatt, Anton Harrison, the, uh, the offensive tackle, Trenton Simpson is ranked really high with the Pro Football Network, which I have here. And I got to tell you, I don't love where I am, but also the trade offers that are coming in, everything is kind of focused on, everything is kind of focused on 2024 picks. I don't love that, uh, but I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to counter uh, Pittsburgh offered me they're the 32nd pick and mm-hmm. uh, a second round pick for next year in exchange for pick number 27, where we are right now, mm-hmm. and pick 137. Well, I'm going to propose a trade here, and that right. is going to be let's see if they select it. I want their first round pick at 32 plus their third round pick, and it has been accepted. So, back to the simulation, it's now pick 32. I've got trade offers. I can drop back another six spots, but I'm looking at what we got here. And you know what? I just, I, Darnell Wright is staring me in the face, the big offensive tackle. Zay Flowers is there still. At 32. At 32, yeah. But and the then way- we've got Drew Sanders and Jack Campbell on the board, both middle linebackers. Okay. Dude, now I don't know what to do. 
do you think in real life the way he's moving up the board, he'll still be there in 32? At 32? It's hard to say, man. Right? All right. Uh, you, you never do know how these things are, are going to shake out, but I think since he's there, I have to I have to take Zay Flowers, don't I? I think you would. Yeah. So, Zay Flowers, scouting report. 5'9", 182, raw athletic score of 8.3. He's really good at change of direction uh he's got he's got fast feet um he's great at getting off the line of scrimmage against press man and you know he's not the best against zone but that's the kind of thing that you can sort of learn zay flowers is our first round pick buddy and you picked up a second for next year no i picked up a third for this year a third, okay. I, I misunderstood. Okay, so you got a third this year. All right, clever. And you still got a guy that I would have got. So you already beat me on that. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Now, what if uh, it was an opportunity to move up? I don't think what? I would do that this year. Okay, no matter what. Even though I, Zay Flowers, no. like you drafted Zay Flowers at 32. Let's say that the Buffalo Bills, they, they want him. And let's say he's still there at 21, 22. And we got to give up a third or a fourth or whatever it is to move up. I'm would more opposed to that or no? I, I would this year. I would this year because we're looking at, according to the experts, there's only like 20 or 21 players that have a first round grade on them. Now, maybe he's one of those guys, but that means that there's a whole lot of dudes with second and third round grades on them. I am of the mindset that if you can, you move back, but I don't know who's going to be willing to play ball to move back this year or right. move up this year from the second round. Right. Like, I, I don't know who's going to fall in love with a player and, and, and make a move like that. We're recording on Tuesday afternoon, so... Uh, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean had their press this morning talking about uh, plans for the draft and other news and notes um, concerning the team. So he said they, you know, obviously Sal Capaccio asked him, he was like, what do you feel about the draft? And, and then Brandon Bean was like, you know, we don't have a lot of first round grades on guys. Mm. So, I mean, that kind of lets you know. So that's what made me think if, if we had an opportunity, like let's say uh, if Flowers – is one of the people who they do believe is a first round guy, right? You took him, even though we moved back. That's that's easy. Mm-hmm. But if he's one of the people who's still up to the board, they got a first round grade. They feel like they can move up. I don't know if I'm opposed to giving up a, a draft pick to move up to get the guy that they want. That's all. I'm just oh, I'm open to it. How about that? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll do that, but I'll be open to it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, all right, buddy, your uh, your second round pick. Second round pick. Let's get to going. Continue to draft. All right. All right. So, people, <laughs> the a corner from T. T excuse me, y'all. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because Jamie and I have this inside joke about Catavius's. So, <laughs> Tradavius Hodges Tomlinson. Okay, from cornerback from TCU, the first name on the board. We we always laugh about the. Conditions. Yes, yes, we do. And so he's on the board. The running back from UCLA, Zach Cumberbatch, 
halfback from UCLA. Uh, Andre Carter, edge rusher from Army. My boy Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame, edge rusher. Really? He's on the board in the second round? He's still there, yeah. They Whoa. predict him to go second, third. Okay. Yep. Uh, Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. John Michael Schmitz, center from Minnesota. Michael Wilson, receiver from Stanford. DJ Turner, cornerback from Michigan. Darnell Washington, the tight end from Georgia. He's a great athlete. Oh, he is. He is a great athlete. I would love to get that, but this might shock you, man. I'm going with John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota. Oh, yeah? Yes, I am. Ooh. You know, he's the guy's a potential starter. Yeah. I mean, he's he's considered to be a great player, and everybody says, don't overthink it. Just draft the guy. Well, I'm doing it. I feel All like right. he's safe. I feel like he's going to play, and I want to fix the line. My bedrock has been fix this offensive line. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. It ain't, oh, best player available. Oh, this is sexy. sexy. Because, I mean, you could go with Foskey. Foskey, I feel like, I mean, he'll probably be better than some of the guys we got. You know, might, I yeah. feel like Foskey this year will probably give us more than uh, your boy AJ uh, Epinesa. I am sure he'll definitely give more than Boogie. Yeah, and Boogie <laughs> slated to be our backup. So, no, I'm going with the offensive line. I just I, offensive line, it just feels so safe, man. I don't know, right? And I just want guys who I want to draft. I want my that's my bedrock. I'm, I, you listen to our show for the last two and a half years, you know. I want to draft guys who I want to see play, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, fill the holes. And I, like you said, I think this guy could play. And if not, if he don't play, then he'll be a backup and then he'll start next year. And we could move on from uh, my boy, uh, Mitch Morris. Yes. Okay. Back to my side. I was hoping that a linebacker was going to sneak through to pick number 59. That did not happen. The stupid Jets drafted Drew Sanders and the Lions drafted Jack Campbell out of Iowa, who I know Bills fans absolutely love. So then I'm looking at like the defensive line. Well, those guys are coming off the board in, in a hurry. And then I'm like, well, you know what? Um, what about, oh, geez, offensive linemen. Well, Cody Mock, offensive tackle. I what I really want is athletic tackles to be brought in. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Rashi Rice. I'm like, damn, what's going on? Well, you did hear me say that I really like the defensive end position right now because yes. I'm not sold on what we got. Mm-hmm. Tuli Tui Pelotu is still on the board. Mm-hmm. As is Derek Hall from Auburn. And Tui Pelotu has played everywhere from the one technique to the wide nine. And the scouting report says he's arguably best between the three and the seven technique. That's a lot of what the Bills do with their defensive ends because they play a lot of contain on the pocket. So he has a lot of tools that could make him impactful and successful. But we also have guys like Steve Avila, Keanu Benton, a defensive tackle, and an offensive lineman who I absolutely love named Blake Freeland out of uh, BYU. That guy is 6'7", 302. He has a raw athletic score of 9.83. That's exactly what the Bills tend to uh, to gravitate toward. Mm-hmm. But I'm drafting Tui Pelotu. Number one, I love his name. Number two, <laughs> they need somebody to supplant Boogie Basham, a guy who struggles to get on the field. 
maybe this is the guy to do it. All right, so you're going defensive end. I'm going defensive end, Second buddy. Round. Okay, all right. All right, I like it. All right, next round. And you almost stole my thunder. We're in the next round. Third round. Hooker's still on the board at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne Morris, the tackle from Oklahoma. K.J. Henry, edge rusher from Clemson. Jalen Jones, cornerback from A&M. Duran uh, Williams from Tulane, linebacker. Luke Shoemaker, tight end from Michigan. All right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to continue reading. You mentioned the guy that I'm taking in the third round. Blake Freeland. Blake he's Freeland. There. He's still there. You like that guy? I like that guy. I like his measurables. He He's uh, for pro football focus. His grade is 91%. I'm taking him in the third round. I'm going to bring him in so he could try to uh, battle my boy Spencer Brown. Uh, yeah. I, I like that pick an awful lot. <laughs> That's I'm uh, like, don't take my thunder. Don't take my thunder. I swear, I was, every time I did, because I've been playing with this all day, every time I take him in the third round. My first round picks change, but every time I take I take this guy. So Yeah, nice. So now we got a center and we got a right tackle. All yes. Right? Fix the old line. I'm, I'm great with that. All right. All right. So – He's actually on the board here for my third round pick, which I'm I'm just shocked because we're now on pick 91 and Mm -hmm. he's ranked by this system as the 69th best player. Uh, I I am not going to select him because I think that makes for some bad podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But when I look around, there are some, some players that I think, I, I think need some attention. Now, everybody is really big on Jonathan Mingo right now, and I don't think the Bills are going to select him. He's on the board here, but he's not a guy who gets a lot of separation. And what the Bills go for when they select a receiver is guys who get that separation. Maybe they're not quite as physical at the catch point as Mingo is, but that's not what they're after. Now, there are some dudes on the board here that, can probably help them not necessarily this year, but definitely can help down the road. Mm-hmm. So when I take a look at that, I, I can't get the linebacker that I want. I'm going to select Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. He's a safety. He's 6'3", about 200 pounds, not the most athletic guy. But he is an unbelievable in-the-box type safety. Now, I realize that that's Jordan Poyer's position most of the time, Mm -hmm. but Jordan Poyer has the versatility to play center field. And don't look now, but Micah Hyde is not under contract after this year. This is the kind of guy that can give them a variety of looks. He can probably play the big nickel. He can play linebacker. He can duke it out with tight ends. I'm going with him because this adds versatility to the defense. And regardless of the position, you just want to add talent to the team, and he's got it. So that's that, Antonio Johnson. Okay. All right. All right, so give us a rundown of the players you selected, buddy. All right, so first round, I went with Jordan Addison out of SC. Uh, the second round, I went for uh, John Schultz, Michael Schultz from the center from Minnesota. And then third round pick, Blake Freeland from uh, BYU, offensive tackle. I got to say, I love what you did with the line. 
because I feel like this is something that the Bills desperately need to do. My board didn't shake out that way, uh, but I've got Zay Flowers, the wideout from Boston College. I've got Tuli Tui Pelotu, the edge from USC. Big dude, too. Weighs like 275. And Antonio Johnson, a big safety from Texas A&M, who is all over the field all the time. I don't want to put words in my uh, in the mouths of our listeners here, but I think you got a better draft pick, better overall draft than I did. Man, you're so um, nice, man. I don't know. I think and they I, like you better than me, though, so I think they're going to vote you, yours better. And I, I said that I <laughs> traded for an additional third rounder. I traded for an additional fourth rounder. Uh, oh, okay. To slide back uh, five spots in the first round, and so that and that's not fair because we're not taking it in account for that because we're only doing three rounds. So Th- that's true. So you have to you do have to take into account that I did slide back. Right. Anyway, yeah. What, what do you think? Was that fun? It was, man. It was good stuff, man. And then hit us up, man. Let us know. You know, if we get, let's say, if we get, uh, let's make it a little difficult. If we get fifteen people to tweet at us. And tell us about our drafts and give us your opinions. If we get 15 people, maybe I'll give something away. I haven't given anything away in a while. Ooh, that's great. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I think that's I, I think that's well done, buddy. Thank you for being so generous. Yeah. Yeah. I see, you know, we you know, we're known for giving, especially that first year. You know, we were trying to buy people love. So yeah, if we get 15 <laughs> people to hit us up on Twitter, you know. Um uh, and he is at Big underscore Newt. Mm-hmm. I am at the Jamie D'Amico because yeah. there can only be one. Yeah. Hit us up and let us know what you think. But before we get out of here, it's a couple of things I wanted to talk about, man. Yeah. You see uh, Jalen Hurst yesterday. I did. Massive yeah. contract. Became the highest paid player in NFL history, right? Or quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, NFL history. He's getting like 53 years. He's out five years, 250 some million, almost 180 million guaranteed. Insane. Well, so much money. It's basically the same contract that Josh Allen got over six years. Right. Man. For a guy that a guy that this time last year, we were talking about if he don't come through, they're gonna take a quarterback at number 10. Yes. How <laughs> funny is that? I know. How funny is that? I mean, <laughs> so it, it, is it risky if you're the Eagles? Yes, because you 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 would probably want to see another year of this before you give them that kind of contract. Yeah, I would think so. You and know, here's the other interesting thing: this is very much in line with what Baltimore offered Lamar Jackson, that and that's what down. I'm getting to. Oh, to my mind! That's what that's why I'm, I'm setting you up. Uh-huh. You know, man, I was setting you up. I, I love how you do that. You make you say things, and then you make me think shit's my idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they basically offered uh, Lamar Jackson the same thing, and he turned it down. Hmm. So the way I see it, we've been talking about Lamar Jackson. This has been an ongoing thing. Yeah, we talk about him more than any other player that's not on the Buffalo Bills and more than a lot of players that are on the Bills somehow. We do. We do. He's a former MVP. So you got to put yep. respect on his name. But because I got a bunch of friends that are Lamar, because obviously us living in this area, we live around a bunch of Ravens fans. And they were like, you know, the Ravens need to pay him, right? My thing with Jalen Hurts is I feel like he has way more talent 
on his on on the offense than Lamar Jackson has. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're paying. I mean, he jumped at the contract. I mean, he has probably the best offensive line in football. They went out and got him AJ Brown. He had a uh, the other receiver, the kid from Alabama. But um, he has a great offense and plenty of talent around him, and you paid him. But the only caveat is once that contract kicks in, now you're going to start losing people because you can't retain them, right? Right. Unlike Lamar. Lamar has basically put that offense on his back. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, Hurts went to the Super Bowl. Joe right. Burrow, Joe. so now Joe Burrow's contract going to be up. Right, right, and he's going to reset the market because now it's going to be with Jalen got plus a little more because Joe Burrow's been good for the last three years, right? Where Hurst only been good for this year. Burrow can break two. sixty mil a year, yes, and that could very well happen. That could very well happen mm-hmm. because once again, I feel like Joe Burrow, and maybe you differ this. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Joe Burrow's offense is not as good as. Jalen Hurt, the talent around. Uh, oh, I think the I, I think the talent on Philly is top notch. I, yeah. I, I I can't think of a, another I can't think of another team that overall has more talent than them. Right, but I I gotta think that the Bengals are close. Have problems with their offensive line, but they've got great pass catchers, great right. skill positions. Jamar Chase offense. is wonderful. Yeah, receivers receivers. I I would probably take since that RLB what what Devontae Smith is who I was thinking about for the Eagles. Yeah, the other receivers. So the receivers are probably what what I might want Jamar Chase one. Okay, but the offensive line we know that that is no comparison with the offensive line. Not even close. You know what I'm saying? So I would. So I feel like Joe Burrow did more with less talent around him. He's going to get compensated for that. Mm-hmm. He took them to a Super Bowl where they haven't been. Where the Philly has just won a Super Bowl not too long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just different dynamics. But I just don't know what Lamar Jackson is going to do at this point because, oh, he's an MVP, but these guys took their teams to Super Bowls. Josh Allen took less money and was one game away from a Super Bowl. Right. And and the (laughs) other thing is that none of these quarterbacks have spent as much time on the injured list as Lamar Jackson. Exactly. So you're taking all that into consideration. And then it's the whole thing about you not having an agent. So you feel like you're going to reinvent the wheel and do it yourself. I don't know if – see, you're rich, but these people are very, very rich. <laughs> right. I don't know how they're going to take kindly to that. So I don't know, you know. So well, hopefully people don't be, People don't become rich by being bad negotiators. Yeah, I agree. But these <laughs> dudes are billionaires. See, you're a millionaire. That's, 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 that's cute. That's fine. These dudes are billionaires. <laughs> So they don't, I don't he said that's cute. That's cute. That's cute and all, but they're billionaires. They're laughing at your money. You know, right. just like just like Lamar would laugh at our money, they're laughing at your money. And so when you laugh at my me, what? Money. <laughs> like I have that? any. What's that? All right. <laughs> so I don't know. It's something to keep an eye on as the draft approaches. Um I do find it uh interesting that no one i mean he's a restricted free agent right so that means somebody could come and offer the two first round picks and give him the money right yeah franchise tag yes okay and so no one has done that so i wondered how's that feel and that's that's got to be interesting because he bet on himself which right he should do 
But it's not working out for him. It's not working as of right now. And that's what I've been telling all my friends. Well, do I, you think that there's collusion here? It could be because once again, he doesn't have an agent. So maybe, but my thing is, why would you collude against Lamar Jackson and not Deshaun Watson? Well, they were very much unhappy with Cleveland for the Deshaun Watson contract. And that's clearly what Lamar is using as a template here. He wants the $250 million guaranteed, and right. nobody's going to do it because everybody was angry at Jimmy Haslam for handing that out to Deshaun Watson. And that you weren't going to see that again, so that was not going to become the template for future contracts. But that's what... You know, that's what Lamar wanted, and I'm sure you know the people in his entourage are like, "Yeah, no, you're better than he is. You're going to get more than that. You're going to get 300 million guaranteed mm. without having an expert in his corner, like an agent, to say, right. dude, it's just that was a one-off. Don't expect it.' Right, right. You got to have somebody being honest with you, right? Yeah, and and that's why I tell people all the time. Everybody thinks. That oh, just anybody could be an agent. Like, no, they can't. And oh, that you give your agent four percent, they don't do nothing. I mean, yes, they do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember everybody like, dude, you should become an agent. I obviously I have a business degree. And I was like, maybe I could one day, you know, you know, but it's a lot that goes into it. It ain't just, hey, you know, nego- it's more than just negotiating. It's, it's to the point, I, we talked about this before, I want to reiterate. When you're negotiating, your agent goes and negotiates for you. You They go talk to them, then they come back to you. They serve as a buffer. Mm-hmm. Because when you go on off, they're going to tell you everything you're doing wrong. Like, well, we ain't paying you that. Dude, what about when you lost the Buffalo, when you threw that pick six? Mm-hmm. And how do you think that makes Lamar feel? He probably feel he comes out of there probably thinking, oh, they don't like me. Oh, they don't appreciate me. That's why you need an agent to hold that information back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So th- that's that's case in point right there. I can't tell you how often when I've negotiated for jobs, I wished somebody was doing it for me mm-hmm. because I don't want to hear the reasons why I'm not worth the amount that I think I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we're going to keep our eye on that, man, see how that turns out. So, um, like we said, uh, looking at the Bills roster, we made some additions um, the last couple of weeks. Did we talk about Shaq Lawson coming back? We didn't. That's okay. a, a recent. Uh, that's that's a recent happening. And I gotta say, the two, meaning Shaq Lawson and the team, just need each other. Yes, I agree. He's the best version of himself in Buffalo. In Buffalo, Jordan Phillips recently came back. Mm-hmm. Another guy. If he can be on the field this year, we're happy to have him. And then yesterday, A.J. Klein signed a one-year contract. Bunch of familiar faces, huh? Yeah. What do you think? Well, you know what? These are all great depth signings. And you, you need depth to be to, to be a player in the NFL, meaning as a team. So, no, it's good. They're familiar faces. They buy into the system. They're good locker room guys. These are these are the players you want around, assuming they're not making a lot of money. Uh, what right. I don't want is to have guys like that keep young guys from potentially making the team. But since these are one-year deals, it's not going to matter. They'll, uh, they'll gladly take a young guy who outperforms them and, and move them in, into the lineup. Well, you said depth side. You don't think... 
AJ Klein's going to start? No, not a chance. Okay, so what do you? What's the depth chart looking at you? Looking like for you right now? I mean, as of right now, as as of right now, yes, he probably starts. But the the future starter at middle linebacker for the Bills is not on the roster right now. Well, for the future, I'm talking about if we were playing tomorrow. If we were playing tomorrow, it would be him. But but week one, one, no, that that player is not on the roster. Oh, so you think? Hmm. Okay. So you think we're gonna you think we're gonna bring somebody else in, and you think we're gonna draft somebody? Uh, what one of the two? Okay, okay. I think AJ Klein's gonna probably start, unless we take a first, unless we reach for the kid for Clemson or the other kid we discussed earlier, a first round pick. I, I don't know if a maybe a second round guy, but I don't know if a third or fourth round pick is gonna start at middle linebacker. Yeah, I'm not sure. Week one. Week one. Now, if we do, if we put the resources in and draft them in the first round, then we'll get them ready. But if it's yes. like a third, fourth round pick, I don't think they're going to start. I think AJ Klein will start week one. He'll um, he'll be on the field with Matt Milano. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if we're going to bring in anybody else who's going to be good. I mean, not as far as free agency or anything like that. It'll be good. I think that he's going to be starting in a linebacker. The uh, the only wild card to me is Balin Specter. Like maybe he could force his way onto the field. He was a rookie this past year. He was a healthy scratch, but he was very good in preseason and really shouldn't have made the roster, but he did. Right. So, you know, it's possible. I hope so. But I just feel like um, with us bringing back AJ Klein on a one-year deal, does that mean Dotson? We don't believe in him? I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're not. We've seen that Dotson is not very good in pass coverage. And, that, you know, he's he's a liability when the QB drops back. Uh, we saw that Terrell Bernard at 224 pounds probably isn't physical enough in that position unless he gains weight. Uh, Matikiewicz is special teams only. Yes. So, so the wild card, like you said, is Spectre. Hopefully he yeah. can move up the depth chart. And I, I hope so. Maybe that happens. I've said it before, but. There's nothing the public loves more than a white guy playing middle linebacker. <laughs> Seriously. My entire <laughs> lifetime, those are the ones who are talked about the most. The white guy middle linebacker. Yep. What's my boy from Penn State? Which Penn State? Shane Conlon? That, uh, no, no. <laughs> Since I've known you. The kid from Penn State. Oh, Pazlozny. Pazlozny. Remember that guy? I sure do. Yeah, okay. That's I mean, they loved one. him in Jacksonville. Yeah, that is true. All right, and then lastly, Von Miller. They're going through OTAs, doing off-season workouts. He has been seen on the field stretching with no knee brace on. Hey. What do you think? They give you calls like, hey, man, he might be ready to go. No. <laughs> Dude said no emphatically. What? Why? Why is it no? It, it's it's no because it, it's it takes a long time to recover from an ACL injury, and just because he doesn't have a brace on doesn't mean that he's full strength. It takes it takes eighteen months to be fully recovered from this injury because your your hamstring, your quadriceps, they're huge muscle groups. So when they atrophy. There's a lot that has to come back just to make the knee stable, let alone to be in 
full full playing shape. And then even beyond that, getting back to your original self is even more than that. So it's it's a long drawn out drawn out process. And I agree with everything you said, except that's for people like you with little wimpy bodies. We're not talking about <laughs> we're not talking about world class athletes like Von Miller. Von Miller said if we would have made it to the Super Bowl, he would have been back out there. No chance. That, I'm telling you what this man said. He didn't he he tore his ACL before though, huh? Uh, yeah, I think, I think twice. I, I think he's told it before, and he's come back, and sh- they are amazed how quickly this guy heals. Now, right. granted, but- granted, I don't want him out there. If it's up to me, I wouldn't play him into December. <laughs> if it's up to me, I yeah. would keep him out until December. Coming right? to be the closer, right? Yeah, he'd be the closer. But from what they're saying, man, so what I'm just saying is I guess it's no surprise that he's out there working out without a knee brace because, I mean, he's known for healing quickly. Yep. So that would be amazing. So for me, I guess I take a different stance on it. For me, that makes me feel daggum good that he's out there working out, no setbacks, he don't have a brace on. So just like you, not so now, like you said, with you and your little wimpy body, you could just work out, get your knee stabilized, feel good, and then I'd hope, I I know that's not going to happen because they pay him way too much not to play. But <laughs> if you if he's ready week one, uh, ready to play, that would be amazing. But like I said, if it was me, I'll hold him out to December. Get ready for the playoffs. So, I need you 100% for the playoffs. I, I, I guess Run. I will point to Trey White. Took him over a year to come back, and when he came back, he was not himself. He right. was getting better each game, right. but still wasn't the old Trey yet. And we won't see that until this year. I don't think we're going to see the real Von Miller until 2024. I hope not. I know. I, I hate not. that we can't have nice things. I know, man. Jeez. Ugh. Yeah. All right, my friend. Oh, buddy. It's been a lot of fun. We will be back in, well, it'll probably be a few weeks uh, because I'm going to be out and about. But I would love for you to give us a song on the way out. Looking forward to the draft. Catch you in a couple of weeks, man. Go Bills. Hey, hey, More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.